0: Boom, and we are back for another episode of AlphaCast. I'm Mike Winner, and I'm here as always with Dr. Bear Paul Lando coming to you live on D Live from the beautiful state of Jefferson up on the border of Oregon and California. Uh On the uh, Smith River here, we are so blessed to live here, I tell you. Uh, It's just every day I wake up and I kiss the ground. And uh, we just love it here, and we love our community, and everything that's happening in 2021, the year of the unmasking, is really in full effect, and we couldn't be happier with our guest today. Uh, Marcelina Kravitz joins us today. We're going to have a wonderful talk about all sorts of subjects Uh, She has really quite a vast knowledge on all sorts of things with her background in filmmaking and uh, just such a lovely person. We are very happy to have her on today. Uh, For those that are new to the podcast, you can find out all about Alpha Vedic at alphavedic.com and that's with an F as in like Alpha Ways, A-L-F-A-V-E-D-I-C.com. We have All sorts of amazing products on our website that come from 40 plus years of uh, Dr. Lando's experience as a bioterrain practitioner. Uh, We decided about five years ago to bring these products out to the world and it's been a great journey so far and we're just very proud of everything we put out and we hope that you guys enjoy the products as much as we do. Uh, We also have a wonderful online co-op. We had our executive co-op meeting yesterday, and it was just such a pleasure uh, to have you folks in there. Uh, We cover all sorts of topics, answer questions, and uh, it's really a great crew. And you can find out more about that on our Patreon at patreon.com forward slash Alphavedic. And last, we still do have our GoFundMe running. Uh, we're going to keep running this for a while. I mean, guys, um, we, need, uh, we need your support. We're trying to put up uh, uh, this uh, building that will allow uh, Dr. Lando to have his lab and do all of his wonderful work in there on the uh, al- alchemical perspective, as well as um, providing us with a little bit more commercial support so we can uh, have a little bit more staff on site. And also, it's a, it will act as an education center so that you guys can come up and join us for workshops, bioterrain principles, permaculture, um, and everything we're into. Uh, so please, uh, if you want to support us there, you can go to alphavedic.com forward slash fundraiser and look into that. We really appreciate your support there. Today is going to be a really fun one. So buckle in, uh, we are gonna cover all sorts of fun topics. We have uh, Marcelina Kravitt of Pastland Pictures here uh, to share her passion for revealing truth through her award-winning documentary films. Uh, Marcy is, um, she's a documentary filmmaker with two completed award-winning films, Angel Azul and Dirt Rich. Uh, and she's currently in production on her third film, Terrain, that she's been working with Andy Kaufman on, which chronicles the subject of terrain theory versus germ theory and all the stuff that we love to talk about on this show. Uh, Marcy received her training at the Art Center College of Design after graduating from the University of California in San Diego. And later in life, she attended the Berkeley Digital Film Institute for Film Training. Making a transition from photography to film came later in life when her love for storytelling motivated her to return to school to pursue a career as a writer slash director. Upon graduating, she co-founded a small production company specializing in portrait-style documentaries on artists and then went on to found Paslin Pictures that serves as an umbrella for all of her projects going forward. Marcy grew up around Hollywood, sets as daughter of character actor Nick Kravitz, Bert Lancaster's lifelong chum, circus partner and co-star. For years, she was an editorial photographer, transitioning into film later in life after her kids were grown up. Uh, Marcy is passionate about the subject matter of her films, which motivates deep exploration, growth, and an ever-expanding understanding about human consciousness. We've had the pleasure of hanging out with Marcy on a few occasions and are just so happy to have her here today with us to cover whatever we she wants to. Bear, um, take it away.
1: <laughs> you guys Marcy, are great. Thanks for like... having me.
2: <laughs> <laughs> Thanks so much for being here. It's kind of like old home week today. Um You've been up here a few times. Uh, you've gotten to know Deb. I know you guys will be getting into more trouble together in the future. There, so, uh, it's uh, well, that's uh, that's quite a combination, you two uh, trouble for sure, but in the in the best of ways. But uh, so great to have you here. And um, oh, you. well, you, you know, we, we've we had a, a lot of time to talk behind the scenes and, you know, been involved in your latest work here. So uh, honored to be part of that. And, and just uh, working with you. I've uh, come to, you know, realize you're a real pro at your work, just uh, the best in the business. And, uh, you know, great to have you. So wow. uh, maybe for our audience, uh, if you just start, maybe just briefly or as much as you want um tell us maybe how you got into all this and how you kind of morphed into being a little bit of uh an activist along the way and sort of stirring the pot
1: well you know how things seem to happen by accident but really they aren't accidents at all but we don't always recognize that when we're going through it um when i when i was in When I started film school, I was actually um, painting and I had a little studio and it was sort of like a little womb uh, for me. It was in a Julia Morgan building and very beautiful, beautiful building um, in Berkeley. And I was going through a healing process uh, because we had had quite a trauma in our family. And I was really struggling um, to understand that experience and and know how to go forward. And so I spent a lot of time painting. And um, I ended up recognizing that I wanted to tell stories. And so I decided to sort of transition from painting and photography into film. And I had to go somewhere where I could drop my son off at school and pick him up in the afternoon. So I ended up at a little school down and in Berkeley. And um, I, I recognized pretty quickly that all of the photography training I had would really segue well into filmmaking. And I'd been around filmmaking for a long time because my father was in the business, but he always uh, encouraged me not to go into the business. So I never really saw myself doing this. Uh, anyhow when I completed film school and was working on these things we called arty docs um, I got a hold of this artist Jason Taylor down in Mexico who was creating these statues uh, he would create them from live models cast them and then install them on the ocean floor and his work was all about um, getting uh, or raising awareness about at the time the the hot topic which was Uh, pollution, global warming, that kind of thing. Now, I have to say in retrospect, through my growth process, I no longer support the global warming narrative. Um, At the time, which was 2011, I was really just documenting an artist and I did not know it was going to turn into an activist film, it wasn't until the coral that was supposed to be growing on the statues, started turning to algae and not coral and when that happened and and the questions were raised. It was pretty clear that they were dumping their sewage into the cenote system and down in the Yucatan they don't have topical rivers, they have an underground cenote system which is extremely beautiful, Uh, just absolutely magical and. So when we started recognizing how horrid it was to be dumping the sewage into the cenotes, they were actually dumping them in at a lower level, but the sewage was rising and then it was going out straight to the coral reef and creating algae blooms on the coral reef so when that happened and we started asking questions, it was pretty clear that we needed to bring some scientists into this. And at the time the the topic was global warming. Now the film doesn't focus on global warming. It focuses on the pollution. Um, And it also focuses on the choices that the responsibility we have in making choices. And at that time, I did not have nearly the understanding that I have now about how our thoughts and our intents create frequency waves that really matter. And that we really don't get away with not taking responsibility for everything we think and feel and intend. But at the time um, I was focused on the pollution issues. So that film was so beautiful because we had all of that underwater footage and we had Peter Coyote narrating it. We just got really lucky. That's a story in and of itself. And um, the film did really, really well. It went to tons of festivals, won a lot of awards. And um, at one of the film, film festivals, we won two awards and walked out with twenty five thousand dollars. So I took that money and um decided that I would follow up on something that was spoken about by Dr. Thomas Garro uh Tom Garot. um And he had mentioned biochar. And this was back when we were filming Angel Azul. And I told him I didn't have enough space in my brain for another new topic until I finished editing the one that I had, which was a challenging edit because it was merging an art film with a science film and it was hard to do. Um, And so when the time came, I, I approached him and said, what were you saying about biochar? And that turned into a regenerative soil film. And we went to Borneo and Costa Rica and Hawaii, and it was just the most fun ever. And especially interesting was Willie Smits, who was an orangutan guy and re built regrew a whole forest for his beloved orangutans and did it regeneratively so it was a fascinating film again there was a pillar in there of global warming which it, I can't really even call it a pillar it was just a sort of a resting foundational piece that was sort of presumed and then the election came and that was not this last one but the one before and I went through a very difficult. Uh, boot camp, um, going down 5 million rabbit holes, and um, it's created a lot of stress in our family. Um, When you go through a growth event like this, you know, nobody tells you how to do it and how to batten down the hatches. And you go through a lot of spiritual growth as well, because you're really struggling to not... To talk to yourself about how not to force people onto your path, but at the same time, you can't ignore your path. And I've been on that path ever since. And so when I started this film Terrain, um, I ended up calling Andy Kaufman, um, just to ask him some questions. And it wasn't too long before we had an idea to make a film. And Andy has been, um, you know, basically schooling me as well as you bear, um, between the two of you, you know, you've, you've taken someone who knows some, nothing about science and basically been educating me within the context of what's going on in the world right now. And within the context of my own spiritual development. And I'm very grateful because this has been just, um, the right time to have this kind of growth event. So I hope that sums it up. That's kind of how I got in into the filmmaking. No, that,
2: that's fantastic. And, um, you know, I really enjoy working with Andy because I, well, he's just a, a, you know, great guy. But uh, we kind of come at the same subject matter from two different angles. I have a different experience, you know, kind of working on the ground, looking at Bugs under the microscope and working with people based on that, and and then he comes at it, you know, from more of a research academic. So it's been a great tandem, and I think effective. And I can't wait to see, uh, not so much just for myself in there, but uh, you know, just a finished product. I know, I know it's going to be great. Uh, I'd like to talk more about that, but if we could back up, I just want to make a comment, you know, about the global warming thing. I don't think it's anything to be ashamed about, uh, as far as buying that narrative early on because it's uh deviously brilliant what they did you know you have these um corporate entities that are responsible for basically killing our planet and our ecology for profit and and for other reasons i believe too And, you know, I grew up in a very environmentally concerned family. You know, we were campers and fisher people. And, you know, we're just always out, you know, in the mountains and and enjoying nature. And, you know, very much uh, my parents were very much vocal about preserving, you know, the environment and so forth. So I grew up with that as my mindset. And so now you have uh, all of a sudden we're inundated with, again, this narrative that's saying, you know, that, uh, all right, we're creating problems in the environment, you know, which we can all see. I mean, it's obvious. Uh, But then, you know, the devious twist of the truth is that, uh, you know, we are responsible. It's because of everything we're doing and it deflects, uh, you know, away from the people that are causing the problems. But then at the same time, they use it to institute more control uh, more, you know, power in their hands. And then also, hey, let's throw in a global tax while we're at it, which they've already passed in the UN. So, uh, you know, a lot of folks out there are still riding with that. And and just like when we say, well, there's no such thing as uh, microbial pathogens, you know, it's just as crazy for them to hear that. Uh, well, there's no global warming. They're saying, well, look around, look at all this destruction. How can you be so stupid? So, uh It seems to be just uh you know the the way they do business uh divide and conquer you know polarize the population, take bits of the truth, invert it, make it backwards and and uh you know deflect on themselves and profit from it, and gain power at the same time so uh that was more of a a long winded statement sorry about that but um well yeah and the, so yeah and they and ahead, they're Mark. loving
0: and as as marcy so so poignantly said everything's connected and now what we're seeing is how with the whole global warming scam what do they vilify they vilify carbon dioxide and now what are they what's the whole co-scan you know the covaids thing is all about breath and it's all about now it's all connecting it's us breathing out the carbon dioxide that is going to be the criminal act breathing that's going to be causing you know they're already making the connection between the, the, the COVID scam and the global warming scam. And now they're going to combine them and probably have a mask. That's going to be counting how much you breasts you have and tax you on that or something. I mean, literally we're seeing those kind of elements coming into play already. And so Marcy, I was with you too. I went to a, a liberal arts, uh, California university, um, university, of Santa Barbara, California. The only difference was that I had my dad and other friends, conservative more conservative minded people that grew up in montana were hunters fishers who said no that's all bs global warming's bs i don't see it in nature and so i was getting in arguments with my marine biology friends and they would say well look at the reefs and how the acidification of the oceans and i'd say well that's because they're dumping stuff in the oceans and so i was arguing back in like 97 about this but i felt always ostracized and like I would always question myself back then and be like, "Maybe I am insane. Maybe I'm the crazy person because I don't see it that way." And it's really, really difficult to break through the mind spell. It's because yeah. it's prevalent through all of academia, all of Hollywood. Yes,
1: you know, academia. I mean, California is just rife with. You know, you've got big, big uh, tech. You've got the breadbasket type ag thing going on. You've got Hollywood. Um, Plus, you have all of these, quote, educated people, and um, there's a sort of self-righteousness that goes along with a lot of that, and it becomes actually hostile, like hostile. California is hostile, and people are under a spell. Um, You know, the thing about all of this whole grand scheme is conceptually, it's, it's really quite simple. You know, it's it's a kind con- a war on consciousness, but the way that it's manifested is so intricately complex, you know, that everything really does connect, but it's not easy to figure that out. It is easy to figure it out once you start developing the courage to accept that this is reality. If you don't have the courage to look at this and you don't put yourself through the process of processing this, then you remain in this under this spell where you're participating ba- basically on a game board, you're either participating in this game, or you're not consenting. And the part that makes me so nervous, or, you know, the, or what I've been thinking about is the nanotech so um we've got the situation where our bodies are filled with heavy metals and nanotech now i have to say and bear i really don't know what to think of this because i'm not a scientist but i interviewed clifford carnicom a while back and he's not in the, this film but I did go out and meet him a couple of times and we did this red wine test you know where you see the fibers in the bowl from your mouth after swishing the wine around your mouth and apparently there's something about the tannins that bring these fibers forward but right on the spot he took mine and my daughter Julia you remember Julia she was up to see you she's the one bear that says that she, you remind her of a cross between a cowboy and Merlin <laughs> <laughs> That's amazing. She did a cowboy and what? And Merlin. Merlin, (laughs) he just loved you and she loved your wife. And she was just going on and on about it. But anyway, that's another subject. So
0: that is too funny. That is spot on. Go
1: ahead. Isn't that so spot on? (laughs) Because there, you were telling us all the stories, these finance stories, and you've got such a presence about you, but then you've got all this wisdom. And Julia was just blown away. But anyway. Um, So back to the Clifford. So he took the fibers right out of the bowl on the spot and put them on a slide and took them into his trailer. And he showed me under a high powered microscope what was in there. And it starts off looking like a little tube. And then inside that, if you increase the, the amplification, it looks like a house with lines, with dots, like lined up lines of dots. So it looks almost like a computer chip and it has a tail and this thing bear says is or or, or clifford says is a biological thing he thinks it's engineered anyway i don't really i can't really tell you anything more about that except what i saw however what i experience in the bay area is a constant barrage of not only heavy metals from the obvious but there's also some weird fog thing going on there that I have hair that curls in humidity and I know when it's real fog and not, and my hair goes dead bone straight and it just, this fog appears out of nowhere. I don't know what's going on, but I did have our rainwater samples done four times. And every single time the samples came back very high in barium, strontium and aluminum, which are the only three metals they test for um, at, at this Chico lab on a something called geoengineering test. But what I'm getting at is, not so much even just about that because we've discussed that before and I know how we all feel about what they're doing to the sky but these metals are going into us and now with this 5g and this vaccine stuff I'm starting to wonder you know how do we we have to get very good at discerning what our own thoughts are and even our own dreams and I There's a residue that I can feel when things aren't right. And I'm sure it's all about frequency and all about how to raise your frequency so you render yourself invulnerable to this stuff. But it's so everywhere now. And these new topics keep coming up, you know, around how this could be being spread. I was gonna ask you about this, if there's any validity to any of this, or if it's just another scare tactic, you know, passing nanotech from one to another. I mean, it doesn't really seem far-fetched to me that if you're an ionized battery, more or less full of metals, why would you not be receiving messages on carrier waves from AI supercomputers or something? And you know, all the biometrics and data that are collected on us, you know, it's so, it's so, um, nuanced what is known about us, not just what we buy, but what makes us feel depressed or complacent or excited, And you know? So how is this stuff, you know, how are we going to, to collectively raise our frequency so that we render this stuff, um, that we become invincible to it or, or, invulnerable to it. And, and that was what really a question for you, Bear. I, I, ugh, sorry about that phone. I thought I turned that off. Um, anyway, maybe you could, could answer that. Cause I don't know if I'm just going down the wrong track here or if I'm, I don't want to subscribe to any fear narratives. And I at the same time want to be able to discern the difference between what are our original thoughts and what are not?
2: Mm-hmm. Well, the short answer is all we have to do is uh, think double plus positive thoughts all day long. <laughs> uh, sorry, there goes my phone now.
0: <laughs>
2: <laughs> Somebody's okay. trying to reach you. My, Maybe
0: Andy's calling you both. Hey. Um, yeah.
2: Okay. But- <laughs> <laughs> but I'll, I'll answer that. Or go ahead. Do you want to say something, Mike? And I'll well, mute if, myself real yeah, quick yeah, well, and then answer it.
0: Uh, Well, I was just going to say, what you just unpacked there, Marcy, is maybe three alpha gas. Yeah. Literally, you went from... The weird fog thing, which is like maybe some new whole AI. Uh, I mean, this that sounds like right out of a horror movie, right? The fog. Mm. Wasn't there a movie about that or something where it comes in and probably, like you can't be touched probably. by it? Probably made in the 1950s when they were probably first developing it. Because, you know, they always got to put it out through. And this is something I did want to talk to you about later is how they put stuff out through film. And, and when yeah. I say they, I don't even know now if it's consciously a they. I've, it's almost like the simulation or the reality puts these narratives out through our art to, to align us with the truth they want us to go into. So, and to what
1: extent are we being, you know, manipulated as artists? Um, okay. You know? And then one no. other thing I just want to throw in there is: have mm-hmm. you heard about this Nesty Corporation? N e s t e. They're in the hub is in the Bay Area. And they have a pipeline of my sustainable aviation fuel is what they call it. It's coming through a pipeline and they're using recycled fats from things like McDonald's fryers. Now, already all of that bioethanol fuel stuff is just filled with glyphosate and they're using this as a global warming carbon thing. Uh, and they're testing it over the Bay Area. And I can tell you we don't have blue blue skies over the Bay Area, very, very, they're very infrequent. And our, if you look on the weather app every day, you'll see the the numbers are always up 58, 60, they're high. You know, I don't really know what they're measuring. But whatever this corporation is doing, they're selling it to the public on the local broadcast channels as the right thing to do for the carbon footprint, you know, and, and for people who are flying. And this is now being used by JetBlue and I think 13 or 14 other airlines. Um, So what is this stuff and why isn't anybody asking questions and why is everybody so quick to presume it must be good for us? Just like a quote, you know, jab, um, Anyway, so Bear, I don't mean to diverge, but you were talking about, you were going to answer that question about nanotechnology in our bodies and, and positive thinking and that kind of thing without, we talked about this in the interview that we did, that it's not just about positive thinking because there has to be acknowledgement, but there, I'm more interested to hear what you have to say about how to keep ourselves in a positive frequency without ignoring Mm -hmm. things because they're too hard to look at, you
2: know? Well, if we just relegate it to all think happy thoughts, well, that's good. But then it kind of gets you in a new age passive mode. Um, You know, we have to have a conscious awareness of how things work. And that's where our educational system, our media and everything is really brainwashed us into, you know, this reductionist science superstition that were these you know stick figures held together by magic bbs and it's a material world which is the opposite of the truth uh one qu- uh comment about the things you're alluding to that you saw under the microscope i've seen two times with my own eyes um with two clients things crawling under the skin literally and then uh, erupting out of the skin where you could actually pick them out with tweezers oh. and, um, you know, like black fibers. I mean, more literally, uh, literally moving. Yeah. Some people call it more Jones. Um, And then I've seen other videos. Uh, I didn't put them under the microscope myself or make a video, but other people and, you know, quite a few people have, uh, you know, made this a subject of study where you they actually uh, zoom in in a high resolution and they found actual serial numbers on these little black fibers that are moving. And uh, so, you know, they're nanorobotics, obviously. Okay. So yeah, we're being exposed to all sorts of things in everybody's bloodstream. Now, um, like Mike says, without this making it into six podcasts, uh, we talk a lot about, of course, waveform physics, because our universe is a product Of waveforms that are produced by our own thought, and that's the biggest secret in the world that they are desperately afraid that we'll find out, because the war against us—and it is a war—is being waged on that mental plane where our highest creative, divine—you know—abilities are being hijacked. And so, as those waveforms, and you know, we kind of go through some of the mechanics, uh, bits and pieces at a time on our podcast. Um, as they compress informational fields into, you know, what our senses pick up as matter, but the senses are part of the same fabrication. So, you know, that's not real either. But it is a fabrication, and it is a simulation. And um, you know, we have to understand how things work. Otherwise, we're never going to find solution. What we have to do is go back to our original creative you know abilities and gifts and learn how to work there completely understand just like you said Marcy our thoughts have consequences grave consequences and wonderful consequences you know it's it's our choice and only there can we create the coherence that can go through the different electronic layers and so that we don't have chaos on the ground and so we can't be manipulated okay so now on the ground, you know, you have to understand biology is a very coarse, the most coarse level, the five electronic levels. There's a lot of subplanes to all those levels. That doesn't matter right now. But that more coarse type of electricity, you know, right below the etheric is, um, is uh, can be manipulated by way of these uh, microwaves that they're bombarding us with. Now, before, you know, they started inundating us uh, with things in the air we breathe, injecting us, uh, you know, with these things in the name of medicine, it would have more of a general effect, it would have a very, you know, perilous and, you know, uh, dramatic effect, but not to the extent that they're taking us now because, as especially the people that are getting injected and getting, you know, their DNA modified. And even they, you know, were saying, this is not a vaccine, this is genetic therapy. Um, And genes, as you, you know, we all need to understand, it's two strands, they act like an antenna, they have rungs and there's a dual impedance antenna, that's what we call it in science. And then those things receive and transmit signals. So now with our DNA modified, not just with the injection, but that's the most direct, dramatic way they can do it, when they now ping these microwaves at us that are vertical carrier waves and then modify those with other... Um, you know uh, waves with those they can modify our behavior uh, our biology and everything about our reality in a much more direct way so rather than just swimming around in this sea of stuff um, you know that's having an effect on us now we are being modified to be direct um, receiving devices for it okay so we all if you understand the waveform uh uh, understanding of, of you know, our reality, we are sending and receiving information to each other all the time. Uh, That's a seamless web between ourselves and nature. You know, there's no such thing as separation of the parts. And so um, we're already seeing how women in particular, you know, through pheromones and, you know, well, like pheromones, they, science has always said, like I learned in school, well, there's somehow molecules floating through the air that, uh, you, you, you know, send information to each other. But no, it's the waveforms. There's no such thing as molecules in the first place. That's just a holographic kind of uh, facsimile of, you know, what's really happening. So women now are, you know, sending, you know, vaxed women are sending more direct, powerful signals to women that are not faxed or, or vaxxed. And through that transmission, you know, people are miscarrying, they're they're getting all sorts of things. So the shedding, um, you know, there might be a lot to this whole spike protein and all that kind of thing. But the real powerful way uh, that we are being affected and affecting each other is through the transmission of waveforms. And that is the only creative force in the in the universe in the first place. So shedding is a reality, but it's shedding on more of the waveform level Uh, you know, will that out picture with all these spike proteins and all the other stuff everyone's afraid of these days. That's not, you know, what I'm concerned about. It's about people really understanding how things work. And the good, let's leave this on a positive note. um, You know, we are not victims here at all. And we have uh, been born for these times and those of us that choose not to do stupid things like get vaccinated. Um, You know, I mean, that's the dumbest thing you can do. Sorry, folks. But, uh, you know, there's... such amazing consequences to that, and you're going to have to suffer the consequences. There's no way around it. So um, you know the the thing that we all need to do is be on our A game and this is forcing those of us to see a little bit of what's going on to just ne- go to that next level. And it's not so much, you know I understand what you're saying, raise your frequency, but really we're raising our consciousness through different octaves. And, uh, you know, and then, you know, as far as frequency, that's kind of a waveform, you know, the number of waves in the frame. Uh, what we're really talking about is, uh, you know, nice smooth sine waves to the point where we're just stillness and not operating within those polarities, you know, left or right that are creating those frequencies in the first place. So, you know, it's a little bit of a misnomer. We need to go into that stillness where we are the creative beings that understand how we put things in motion. And this is the greatest opportunity of the times. That's why we're here for that realization. And um, we're all going to the next level. Some people will not choose to go. And they will, you know, have to stay in the school
1: room. Could I ask you a detail on that? Um, Mm -hmm. let's say that you were uh, in a work situation where you had to work around a lot of people who've received the vaccine. Um, and not only the vaccine, but you're in a culture like, for example, the Marin County schools right now that have been opening up, um, have you have to walk one way around campus even if your math class is behind you you've got to go all the way around campus to get to your math class because you're only allowed to walk in one direction six feet apart from each other wearing a mask and they want you to have been vaccinated so you're in not only a culture of the uh, whatever this quote shedding thing is about but you're also in this just completely psychotic warped uh under this warped spell now if you're in these situations specifically about the vaccine though, how would you personally, if you were going into that situation every day, how would you bear Lando um, you know, would you come home and meditate and clear purge what you've been exposed to, or what would you literally do to make yourself stronger and put yourself in that consciousness broadening Place and I see you always put your your hands over your head because I think that that area you're speaking about is of a higher dimension you know the horror line goes all the way up and out, and I think you're talking about operating from a higher place, but what would you do? How would you cleanse yourself and and strengthen yourself what
0: what would Merlin do <laughs>
2: <laughs> i like the cowboy side actually um <laughs> but um you know it's uh it's just about growing your awareness and if you're aware of what's going on that is secure now meditation and all these things they're great tools uh what i personally do and it's just something that i've learned over many years is to use color frequencies uh within my visualizations, uh, learn how to run your energy and keep it circulating in, in certain directions to, you know, your body in certain ways, but more than anything, always be aware of your real self. You know, this is a projection literally, and our higher electronic body, our causal body, whatever you want to call it. It's right above your head all the time. You can actually see it now and then if you tune into it enough. And once you do see it, you'll never forget it forever. And, um, you know, it also uh, bathes you in a, uh, in a frequency, I was about to say, that is, uh, you know, going to expand your upper centers and make it an impossibility to have your lower centers activated you know your solar plexus and and everything that's going to send you into fear and ego so it's just understanding again how the electronics work now i would have no concern at all going into that you know domain with all that sort of thing i mean it would be kind of comical watching people walk in lines and all this kind of stuff it's a little sad because you're realizing these people are being severely uh, Damage at the level of the psyche. But we need to get to the point where we don't just go home and do some meditation. It's about being aware all the time. So when you're in that, you just see it for what it is. Mm-hmm. And, you know, you can even make light of it. You know, laughter is, is a great anecdote for everything. You no, know, not laughing at those people. They're just ignorant. But, you know, uh, and, and I don't say that in, uh, in some kind of moral high ground way, but it, it is,
0: yeah.
2: <laughs> it's, it's ludicrous. So yeah, yeah to answer your question, uh, you know, that level of awareness, and just no matter what you're in the midst of, you know, martial arts has been a great training for me because when you're in the middle of combat, you just have kind of have to keep your center, but then, you know, throw into that where you can use different visualizations, not for yourself, but, you know, at other, not at, but, you know, surrounding other people too to give them, uh, you know, more of an opportunity to transmute. And that comes from different centers that you're actually sending them love And, you know, rather than being in judgment, I mean, you see it for what it is, but rather than being judgment, you're really being selfless and trying to support them at the same time. And you'll be untouched, absolutely untouched.
1: Something I've been I've been sort of um, exploring is this concept of having the energy field around you almost function as an acupuncture point for holding space for authentic coding, so, like, if you're in a space where you know there's a lot of um, residue that you're not feeling, or you or even if you want to speak with the elementals, like let's say the wind, and you want to express gratitude for the air you breathe and acknowledge the consciousness of the wind, then you can like put this this space around you. And literally open up a portal channel to to speak with the wind. And when the wind is acknowledged for the job it does, then you can say, I really apologize, you know, for the attack that is the wind is undergoing. And I understand your anger. I understand, you know, you acknowledge it as a consciousness. And when you do that, I think you hold space for things that have been reversed and inverted and and ruined the 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 consciousness that connections that we probably had in other lifetimes or at higher dimensions i i don't know if this is making any sense but i i'm seeing ourselves as having this potential to increase our field and hold space to bring in authentic coding and i don't even really know what that means except to say that i feel it And it looks sometimes like geometry. And I'm really interested in what you say about color because I haven't really explored that to any great extent. And I really believe that that's true, that you're bringing in something that's reestablishing the authenticity of, of what, where you're standing or where, what you're flying over or where you're driving or walking, you're carrying with you an energy field and if that energy field resonates with a similar energy field, you're increasing the size of that energy field. So if we only understood how powerful this awareness concept is, think of how quickly we could get out of these messes because we would vibrate at a more collective level in a more honest way than with this constant, fear barrage uh, reaction type thing. And I think you're really right on when you say awareness is key because when you're aware, you now have a choice to consent or not consent. If you are not aware, you have no choice. You don't know that you can just simply say in your mind, I don't have to take out a picket sign and go out there and say no more masks. I mean, I could do that. There's nothing wrong with it. And I'm always happy when I see people speaking up because I think they're raising their awareness. But honestly, you from your just your own body and your own space, I think you could not consent and have an effect just by simply not playing that game. I just don't consent to this. And so when you say you could walk into that school situation, well. I think if everybody understood that, they'd be fine. Unfortunately, these are kids and they're being forced to do these things. They, uh, you know, I know this because Julia works has been working on one of these campuses and the suicide rates have been going up with these kids and she's constantly dealing with these, these, you know, tortured children and I think what we're doing to this generation right now, not us, but what's being done to this generation is going to have such drastic effects in the future. And these kids are going to be so vulnerable to AI control and they're going to lose and never develop that sense you're talking about of the power of awareness because it's there. You can feel it when you're aware you, you become I think I told you that story, or maybe I told Mike, I don't remember, I told one of the two of you that before Julia and I went to Serbia, where we went last year, um, I decided to have a conversation with the cells in my body, because I didn't want to experience jet lag. We were so happy Serbia was the only country that would take Americans during the beginning of the pandemic or pandemic. And um, so we decided to go and, and our the whole trip was about something else but i won't even get into that but i i conversed with the cells in my body and i started off by saying thank you for participating in this world that we're creating in this body right now because i know you all are on your trajectories and you have your journeys and i just want to say thank you for participating and i'll do my best to try and 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 take care of you um can I ask you a favor? Could we just like not do the jet lag thing? Um, I don't want to be bogged down with jet, jet, jet lag and I'm very susceptible to jet lag and I don't want to be paying a day for a time zone. It's going to, we don't have that much time. Could we just skip the whole jet lag thing? I'll, I'll keep, I've got your back. You know, I did not have an ounce of jet lag and about four or five days after we were there, I said to Julia Julia, I got to tell you this story. And I told her what I just told you. And she goes, well, I got to tell you a story. I, before we left, I also talked to my body and I didn't know you were doing this. She goes, but I did this. And I said, time's not real. It's just a, it's just a concept. So let's just not, let's just get over the time difference. Okay. Just let's not do that. And she had no jet lag either. Neither one of us had a drop of it. And I usually get it pretty severely like feeling really green. And I got to go lay down in the middle of the day and waking up at three in the morning. We had none, none. And it was such a lesson to me because I thought if you acknowledge the consciousness of every living vibrating thing, you know, you now put yourself in a position to make choices and If you work with these consciousnesses, think of the possibilities. I mean, think of what you can choose and create. I mean, it's infinite. And it becomes so exciting. And and when you understand that, you lose all your fear. You know, you only get brought back into it when you see, like in my situation, you know, like, you know, one family member went out and got vaccinated, so it's, you know, I have to like deal with this, you know, it brings you back down again. And so then that's why I was asking you, I know you, you guys have this perfect situation up there where you're living. That river is like not damned. It's clean. You can fish in it. You can swim in it. You've got this wonderful energy going by your property. You've got the most beautiful piece of property. I You know, you're in a little, a little Shangri-La up there. And your, your intent and all the things you put in your mind and think about and share with the world, you guys, both of you, you know, you're, it's just, it's all good. What would you do if you had your son come home and tell you he was vaccinated? And what do you do when there are arguments in the household about whether or not whatever, you know, this is where it becomes starts getting dicey. And this is also potentially where you get accused of taking of, of judging people. And I don't want to be a judge of people, but when you just said, you know, it's, you're an idiot. If you get a vaccine, I don't see that as a judgment. I see it as you're just calling it for what it is. And anyway, this is the, this is my challenge. This is what's being mirrored to me right now and what I'm trying to deal with. Um, and I haven't figured it out yet. <laughs> I'm still working on
0: it. I think it's a global uh, thing everyone's dealing with. And uh, I deal with it daily. My wife's an RN, so she's mm-hmm. she's in the vaccine clinic and doing it, and she's getting she's leaving, she's actually starting her holistic nursing. uh, uh, to get a holistic nursing degree. And so she's starting school for that. Um, and then I have a at home tutor who is from Portland who went for the whole deal and she's only 18. And so I'm around it all day. And I, I try to educate, I try to come with humor and, and, um, passion. And they know what I, my beliefs are. And my wife is totally understanding, but she comes from this like place of hey, these people are going to make their decision and we're in a small, unpopulated area and there's no one to facilitate it. And this is just what I'm doing right now. And I've told her, I said, this is your karma. You're going to have to deal with this. And so um, for those in the community know, uh, we had Foster Gamble on a couple of weeks ago and I got sick and I was telling Bear, I thought it was food poisoning because I don't really get sick anymore. Right. And it hit me like a ton of bricks. And that was the same time when people that are very intimately around me had gotten the jab. Mm. And so isn't that interesting? And so now I'm reflecting on that and maybe that was my biological adaptation of me going through that, those waveforms hitting me and all the stress of that. So I was dealing with it, it hit me pretty hard. I was out for about three days. Um, the kind of a stomach flu and fever. And I barfed a couple times and I couldn't do the Foster Gamble podcast, which sucked. Um, and I'm starting to think maybe there was something to this. Um, I do have, I personally have issues with the spike protein idea because spike proteins are the little spikes on the virus that we, they can't prove or see anyways or know what it is. And now they're saying even the smaller things are on it are now like the new thing causing issues. So I'd love to know more well, about not that even a
1: virus in the first place. So the whole thing is just a big, the stork delivered the baby. Oh, there goes my phone again. The stork yeah. delivered the baby. Um, do you want me to mute that while it's ringing? How do I Whatever, do that? not Maybe you can respond.
2: Okay. One last comment about the spike protein. Uh, as far as I know, nobody's isolated it or anything <laughs> else, just like the virus. So here we go again with another narrative. That's why I like to stick with what I do know, which is, and what's provable, which is how everything, you know, is created in the so-called physical realm that isn't physical in the first place. So, um, you know, you're talking about authentic code. And I think going back to awareness, uh, authentic code cannot be altered. It can't go away. It's there. But, um, you know, going back to our higher electronic body, which is what animates this projection in the first place, um, you know, if that higher electronic body withdraws the energy, that's what we think of as a physical death. And, you know, the projection just stops and it withers away. So um, what we do have the ability, though, while we're in the simulation to do is to create um, overlays or a prism that is going to bend that pure light that has the authentic code in it in the first place. And then we, you know, it has no, um, no recourse, but to, you know, bend like light through a prism. And then that's what creates all of our problems as we think of it so um and of course that comes from our superstitions from our toxic emotions and just every single thought we think and that's what we're here to do is to learn that that's how it works that's how we can create beauty too and have our own little you know characteristics that we add to the overlay and and you know have full creative license um you know another thing is that electronic body naturally creates literally a tube around us, around our entire body. And the more we're focused on that 24-7, that tube becomes impenetrable. And there's many stories, you know, very real stories of, you know, masters in different places of the world that are, you know, have rendered that tube impenetrable you know in the meantime most of us have rendered big holes through it so it's like a sieve you know where anything can leak through but uh where they are so impenetrable that you can literally shoot a gun at them and it won't penetrate them so that tube of light is something also that is a barrier that will protect us from all the things around us you know back in my clinical days uh you know i had to kind of develop a a thick doctor skin because I found myself surrounded with AIDS patients and all this kind of stuff all day long and that was before I made the the viral connection you know if you remember back when you know all the same cast of characters just suspiciously were at the scene of the crime you know the same ones that are there now and they're fostering this HIV viral narrative well I didn't know you know I kind of had some inklings, but didn't know what I know now. So it's like, oh, you know, am I going to get this virus or whatever? But then, you know, again, you go to different places and I dealt with it and I, you know, didn't have any fear about it. And it, it, you have even less fear when you realize that virus doesn't exist and it doesn't have anything to do with AIDS in the first place. Different story. Um, The other thing you were talking about, uh, Marcy, is uh, um, nature and just being one with nature well there's real conscious life forms the beings of the elements the powers of nature that's a real conscious intelligence and they are suffering greatly by the overlays that humanity has put upon them and when you call to those beings of the elements for their freedom and again use certain color frequencies to uh support their freedom and call for their immortality and freedom from all the human discord, they will flock to you and be so grateful. It's amazing. And when you're in farming, you get a firsthand uh, acknowledgement of that because, you know, like we're growing tropical things that aren't supposed to grow in the Northwest. We, You know, just plants and, and nature just responds to you in, in just miraculous ways. So it's living proof that, you know we are supposed to be the stewards here and those consciousness are waiting for us you know to be responsible stewards and the last thing i'll say and i i love what you said about you know talking to yourselves because every person i used to see i used to sit them down and have them look at a drop of their blood under my microscope and you know we talk about technical things but i'd always end on saying all of these you know one drop of blood and you'd see thousands of life forms, cells, subcellular, all sorts of things swimming around in there. And I tell them that these are conscious life forms that you are the God of their universe. And every single thought, every single feeling you have affects them greatly. They are your children. So we need to start being responsible. And the last thing that's a ticker that people don't even comprehend is that those life forms are in it with us for the long haul you know we are all god beings in training and we will be creating universes ourselves of much greater magnitude and those life forms will evolve in their consciousness along with us and they will be the life forms in the worlds that we will create down the world they don't go away so there's um there's something much bigger that i don't hear anybody talking about and so when people were looking at that and just kind of hearing me jabber you know it really made a big impression that wow i didn't even realize that all this stuff was going on me in me in the first place let alone that i'm affecting these real sentient beings
1: It would be so wonderful if you could do some sort of a workshop, because I would be the first one to sign up. I would love to hear about how you use the light forms in your garden, um, or how you visualize them and bend the light. And what you're talking about with that tube shield, I've, the way I've been sort of learning about it, it's called the 12th dimensional shield, um because I sort of follow along to a, a, a lot of the energetic synthesis stuff. And um, I, you know, this is the way that they sort of teach you um, no matter what you call it, it's there. And what I'm interested in learning how to do is focus uh so that I can strengthen that shield and and therefore really always be aware of almost all the thoughts all day long. Even if they're negative thoughts, it doesn't matter. I mean sometimes you just get pissed and you need to tell somebody, call them out. Um and sometimes it's not pretty. Um so I'm not like this goody two shoes. I I kind of feel we have our own personalities and we have to you know sort of honor that but what i am trying to be conscientious of is what is coming don't allow anything through that shield that's not originating from me you know from my originating to whatever i'm connected to source whatever you want to call it i want to maintain to the best of my ability an unaltered um it sounds like a movie on unaltered state. (laughs) I want to maintain, you know, an unaltered, un um, uh, attacked, you know, I don't want to, I want to be able to know that the authenticity is coming from source, my original source, which I think is a higher dimension. I think we all come from higher dimension. And these are just like David Ike says, skin suits that we wear, you know, we're just going through an experience in a skin suit. Um, I really re- relate to that. And, and so I'd be so interested to learn more about when I was there and visiting you, I noticed you with your pendulum and all of the stuff on your desk. And I was just like, Ugh, I just wish we could like dive into this and really apply it, you know? And then I had a conversation the other day with um, Adam Biggleson about the blood. And boy, was that interesting, you know, looking in there and seeing actual pictures in the blood. It's just like Veda Austin with the water. Um, there's so much consciousness. And the way you put that, you said, I'm sort of the God of this universe in this body. I, you know, I'm so happy to hear you acknowledge and validate that because that's the way I sort of feel. It's like, imagine the infinite amount of life inside of us we are like the earth, you know, for these things in us. And we have to play fair, you know, and that means we need to be conscious of what we're feeding it, thinking wise, feeling wise, not just food. You know, it's just, it goes, it's the the topic is so fascinating to me because it's just, it just, there's so much um, potential. So much potential when you start to understand this. And yeah. it it excites the created creativity, you know, in that's in all of us. And when you start getting to a point where you're feeling like you're acknowledging enough that you can now create, that's a special place. That's I like yeah. I like, yeah.
2: The the Biggelsons work is brilliant because they're showing how real forms, uh, you know, uh, you can visualize in the blood and with the elements of the blood, the cell So, and what it, what we're talking about is cellular cymatics, you know, in cymatics, they've shown that certain vibrations or sound frequencies, you know, put, put them under a plate of sand and it'll create geometric form. Well, every thought, every feeling we have is creating that polarization of a certain type is creating a, a very, you know, distinct characteristic of vibration. And so they're just showing with cellular elements that it creates form. And then, uh, you know, that will also holographically or practically, you know, mirror what's going on in different organ systems that are being affected by the same cellular cymatics. So. This stuff isn't rocket science. It's just a very basic truth and understanding that once you get it, you know, just like the old Hermetic science, you know, they said, uh, you know, know yourself and you'll know the universe. I mean, it's all in there. And the great thing about real science is you get one principle and then you get everything. It's not all this complicated, you know, pieces and parts and and theories and and all this this garbage, you know, which is just you know pseudoscience
1: so what about the consciousness of shape and geometry what's really going on there i when we imagine something in our minds a a shape um are we doing something i mean are we are we engaging some sort of portal opening or are we what what's going on there
2: Well, you're creating a resonance in every resonance. You could think of it as waveforms or a waveform. And that waveform has uh, different dimensions. Walter Russell talked about the 18 dimensions on every waveform. Uh, One of the dimensions is color. Another one is sound. Another one is geometry, you know, volume, density, all, all the different um, you know characteristics of a waveform or dimensions as he called them so you know one single thought it's not creating all these different things it's just different dimensions of the same one thing mm. and all that is put in motion and if you have a thought it cannot not <laughs> create something you know of like kind on all those dimensions
1: super and interesting. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's like- and you know if you're
2: <laughs> talking about color, you know, you're talking about, well, sometimes you get angry or whatever. Well, anger is just your will force mobilizing. Uh, anger is only, I mean, it's a very powerful, uh, you know, um, uh activity and it's only detrimental if you stay in anger and internalize it and then it becomes inflammation and all the the other things or it becomes violence on the outside Mm -hmm. but if you again have a little bit of awareness and Mm -hmm. say you have somebody where you just have to say no and if you understand that maybe the blue you know real dark blue frequency is a very powerful um you know barrier and just like a sword, um, you know, and you use that when you have to draw your line in the sand. But you also have to understand there's a responsibility with something like that. So when you do it, you have to come project it from your higher mental body and not from your ego. Otherwise, you're going to be creating harm. And then that harm will have no recourse, but to come back and reverberate in your own body, too. So you know, there's a little bit of awareness, and every single color frequency is already in us. And the best thing we can do is understand the seven frequencies in our brain structure, because that will. And and there's different intelligences associated with each one of those, uh, you know, those colors along that full spectrum. And uh, so when we know who's who, and you know which ones where, then we are going to affect the uh, optic thalamus and unify the pineal and the pituitary, you know, like when they say in the Bible, when thine eye be single, now all of a sudden you're going to be seeing into those other dimensions and you don't have to just go on blind new age kind of faith.
1: That's the workshop I would love to take to learn those (laughs) different parts of what you just said. I would love to be able to dive into all of that and really swim some strokes in there because that it's really exciting to me and and what you said about the anger reminded me of I, the, the basic take-home message is you have to take responsibility always for what you think if it's angry if it's not if it's loving whatever it's 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 not about what it's doing for you in your ego space you're not reacting but you're taking responsibility for the right course of action and in that moment, but it did remind me of something that I heard somewhere, and I don't remember where I heard it, but um, it was talking about sound frequencies. And generally, you know, you listen. Oh, I know. I, I went out to this place in San Francisco to a guy that runs this sound place. And every now and then, you know, and it's, it seems like it would really be effective in the sort of Zen, uh, new age world. You need a loud sound to just, you know, break up that sort of, you know, and it just shocks everything. And they were, he was saying that sometimes that will start a healing process. It's just a super loud, you know, clash, or bang or something. And it just everything's like, what, you know, and then they have to like, get back in some sort of conscious order, not just an assumed, you know, um, you know, it's not like that. It's like, You've got to understand where did this originate and why is it a thing and what should I be doing about it. But if you get too New Agey, you just is like you know you don't want to deal with anything that's going to affect your frequency. It's like it doesn't really work that way, you know. You you've really got to take responsibility and and in this current landscape right now we are being asked on a daily basis i mean mike what you were saying about you know having to you know deal with the effects and all i so hear that and i so get it and i wish i was better at this you know i'm working at this it's
0: well, that's why in like our, our Telegram group and with Music and Sky event we're doing, we we work on practices. I'm mm-hmm. wearing actually wearing a Wim Hof shirt as we speak here. Yeah. Uh, get high on your own supply, and that's what helps me is these practices I've learned from Bear. I've learned from people like Wim Hof. I've learned from Doctor Edith Abunto Chan. I took her workshop about envisioning the that tube, and we worked on the different colors, and we worked on how to strengthen our colors. And we went into a lot about color actually with that workshop, and then we ended up bending spoons with our minds by the end. Um, what
1: was just a couple days ago? No, this
0: was a workshop she did last year, and like uh, a bunch of friends, and she's doing an amazing workshop right now about people who are, who are in our line of work yeah. <laughs> in other words, like people that are putting themselves their neck out on the line and are truth seekers and all that. Yeah, and
1: I-, I signed up for that, I just haven't had a chance to listen to it yet, but I'm going to.
0: Same here, same here. And in fact, it's on the same time as the fire. I'm in a volunteer firefighter, as many people know. So I am in the thick of it too. And I go on these calls and in most, unfortunately, most people, we talked about it last week in the fire department are kind of closed minded and, and sold on, on the mainstream. So I, I'm around it a lot. And so my practice every morning, and I've taken a lot from bear and I want to learn more is I'm, I'm trying to integrate more in the martial arts side of things, because I think it is important that we have this mind, body, spirit connection, because this is a meat suit, but it is how we interact with the 3D realm that we're in. And it's important that we know how to master that so that we don't have those physiological effects that I had, like when I got sick a couple of weeks ago. And I think I was broken down by all of this, all of these waveforms hitting me and all the stress. And the fact, I live right next to the school where I'm seeing kids in mass every day. But that's basically what I try to do. And what Bear talks about is I'm aware of it. And I embrace it. And I come from a place of understanding, but also standing my ground, but also smiling. I smile to these people because I'm not wearing a mask. When I go to the stores, I just, I have this, Tom Barnett talks about this too. I put this shell of protection around me and I go in and I almost never have any issues. I'm I'm radiating positivity. I'm radiating strength. I'm radiating knowledge and wisdom and power. And that I am happy and healthy. And what the heck is, why are you guys wearing that damn mask? I would say, I can't hear you. Take it off. What are you, yeah. why are you wearing that silly face diaper? <laughs> and I think coming with that kind of perspective, like it is empowering. And I think it, it that could be really the viral contagion, right? Of that, whoa, that's how we're supposed to be. And so, um, the two, the true test for me tomorrow will be, we're flying for the first time. Uh, so, uh, commercially tomorrow. So, um, we'll put all this t- to practice. So, um, the intention, the protection, the airport's
1: the, pretty intense. I can tell you, I fly a lot. So. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> pretty intense. Just make
2: yeah. sure you chew your pretzels with your mask on. <laughs>
0: <laughs> I will be wearing our EMF blocking hood that we have from union summit and that, kind of covers me without a mask so my friends that fly use it and you don't get bugged because you look so weird to begin with and then um yeah, and it's
1: what is this emf hood
0: um well it's a good question i'm supposed to receive it today um uh, it's, it's funny i was talking to dr mercola and he was wearing it and then uh, randomly my partners that do the festival um are really into them down in la because they're so bombarded now with all this stuff so it's like a emf blocking hood you wear and I guess it's great on the airplane Um, and my I don't know the science behind it so much Uh, we will have Brian Hoyer at uh, if you're familiar with him he will be at the uh, festival so hopefully he can talk about it because he's supposed to be you know one of the EMF uh, like professionals uh, that explains this stuff and he's adamant about it too but basically the idea is that it's blocking those those more harmful waves from coming into. Uh, your biology, even though it is open here. And I did get a good question from a friend uh, yesterday, Bear. He was saying, well, what if it just comes in this way? And is it trapped and just bouncing around in your head? And so I don't know. What I've heard is that people that are wearing these sleep better on the plane, feel better and have way less of that icky feeling after flying. Mm. And we all know the icky feeling, right? You kind of feel gross Mm. and tired and weird. And I think that's because Mm. they're recycling that jet fuel
1: also, Mm. So and they're also releasing stuff. You'll see it come out, little m- mist. Oh, and then yeah. it smells like, it smells like, uh, you know, cleansers or something. Oh, God. Yeah. I and mean- this happened twice on a flight. Usually I see it twice. One little th- way I've gotten away with, you know, because you have to wear the mask on the flight. So I take the barf bag and take the wire out of the barf bag and I construct like a little U and I just put it underneath the mask. <laughs> so you, so you're basically breathing this way and they don't see it because it, you still, you know, they can't tell. Anything else you do, they'll see. You put it down below your nose. Well, I've got this, this
0: hood. So we it. wear this hood and it's like, as long as you're looking straight, they can't see you. I also did get, I was talking to Sayer about this yesterday because they're thinking of flying to come out to our event and they're, they're, they're actually talking to their attorney and he's open about this. So I could talk about, it, about the, the exemption. They're going to tr- fully try the exemption with no mask thing, which I'm like, wow. Um, I know there have been some people that have had success with that, but I did just because I don't want to deal with it. It's a short flight. I see this as a war. I'm not going to win every battle. I got the, like, the, basically it's a, a meslin um, a cheesecloth mask that is like, you don't even feel it. And it's black. And with my black beard, it looks like a full mask, but it, it literally don't even know you have it on. And mm-hmm. from what my friends were telling me, and I don't know how recently you flew, Marcy, but my I, friends just
1: quite a bit, yeah. Okay.
0: Yeah. Uh, my yeah. friends flew to Mexico last week and they said Delta was super mellow, like they had their masks off and and they said it's kind of be, maybe because people are feeling everyone's got the jab and it's a little more chill
1: yeah hey, everybody but, thinks you're safe now yeah
0: yeah so they have said it's a little bit more chill you just have to get through the two kind of the tsa checkpoint the and then people, on the plane checkpoint so
1: do the people mm-hmm. that are flying to mexico have to do a test to come back into the country
0: um that's a good question
2: i i, I think so um I saw. I followed this little YouTube channel, Gabriel Traveler. You know, he's like this guy that backpacks all around the world, and he just came over the Tijuana border in his last episode, and he had to get it. He said, "So, um, that's mean all driving, I know."
1: Driving over the border or flying?
2: Uh, he actually walked over, and uh, you know, but I guess had I, to get it. So I, I will say this: but, what I've heard, bear, maybe that was just him
0: is they are, mm-hmm. this is pretty creepy. My friends that came over mm-hmm. got, had no issues with with customs or TSA, but my friends that are active on YouTube or DLive or any of these things ah. are getting absolutely harassed. Laura Bolton, who came back from Tulum to uh, here cause she was moving back here and she had to get her stuff. She was grilled for like an hour and they knew all about her. They knew about her. Inst- they pulled up her Instagram. And then my friend Lutz, who was in Anarchopoco, who's in crypto, they, they ended up strip searching him. Um, and this is like the, the U S officials going to Mexico was totally chill. Coming back here is hell. And, uh, they knew he was into crypto. Um, they knew all this stuff about him and he is not like a very public person either. So that really freaked him out. So, um, Yeah, there is definitely a high surveillance going on for people speaking their truth.
1: It's just that I've been finding that you can't go out of the country. I mean, going back and forth to Hawaii, you can go, but you can't go out of the country and expect to not test to come back in. And I don't want to do those tests. So I haven't gone out of the country.
0: So. Uh, Marcy, though, when you come to Hawaii, though, don't you even if you're coming from the states, don't you have to do a quarantine still? Or
1: well, quarantine's one thing. I'll spend ten days and just work on the farm and edit. Um, So it's not a big deal for me to stay in. And you can also, after the National Guard shows up, you know they're gone for the day, and you know you can just (laughs) go for a little swim or something. But basically, uh, you know, if you don't want the test and you don't don't get jabbed, then you just locked down for 10 days
0: oh so you can do that at your own place of residence not they don't force you into some kind of
1: hotel or no testing i've done no testing no no testing by the way
2: marcy there's yeah go ahead sorry i didn't mean to cut you off
1: no 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 go ahead what were you going to say
2: oh i was just going to say um jet lag is something uh i used to experience with clients all the time because they you know had to fly into hawaii where our clinic was And they'd be, you know, maybe there are a few days they'd still be in jet lag because their system, you know, the timing was just off. So all jet lag is, is, you know, you have an internal time clock with your meridian system, like at uh, 12 noon, you know, your energy is supposed to be predominantly in your small intestine heart meridian And so it's a very easy way to, there's a, you test what we call alarm points. uh, And the now point is where the energy is supposed to be with everybody. If you're synced up, you can test that against where a person's at and then sync them up. And you're instantly out of jet lag. There's even some, uh, maybe when I see, I'll share with ways where you can fix it on your own pretty easy. But it was like a, you know, like a two minute fix when I saw people, get them out of jet lag then we'd be able to get into other kinds of testing and things you know but you had to take care of that first But jet lag is something very simple to understand and very easy to fix
1: so when you say you fixed it did what did you do
2: why well, did acupuncture
1: oh, okay yeah cool mm-hmm.
0: there's some uh kundalini yoga stuff that i've done it's work it's like breath work stuff and it's just energizing the chakras mm-hmm. or whatever, and it's mm-hmm. it just kicks your kicks your ass out of it. Work, mm-hmm. you know. So, and when you know
2: how to circulate your own energy internally, you can run it through any meridian and get everything synced up that way. That just it's not hard, but it takes a little more practice for people to develop that discipline.
1: So, when you're talking about meridians, are you talking about within the physical body or more like axitonal, uh, um, you know, meridians that circle? um, uh, i've heard that they go like you know in these cycles extending out through the left and right side of the body is that what you're talking about
2: that's your italian side i can't speak without my hands either (laughs) so um (laughs) yeah no, uh, axitonial, or, or, or how you term it is uh, something a little bit different, but obviously all interconnected. So the meridians are just in traditional acupuncture, you have the 12 meridians and the two midline one up the front, you know, in, in the back. And uh, so those are the meridians. Now the meridians that we use in acupuncture, and there's other ones there's extraordinary meridians and other things internally. And in biogeometry, we realize there's energy circuit specific to every organ and tissue in your body. That's, and we deal with with those with biosignatures. So that is, is uh, a little bit more intricate and separate from um, uh, meridians also. But the meridians basically, you know, you have them running, in, in, you know, up and down your arms and legs and your torso, and they're associated with different organ systems. And what those specifically do is they resonate with the external environment and keep you in sync and, um, you know, in equilibrium. With the external environment, that's what they're all about. And that's why, you know, when you use those in order to create, uh, you know, a cure for um, uh, jet lag, you know, that's, that's where you go to because, you know, that's the thing that's supposed to be keeping you in sync with the larger Mm-hmm. cycles which are nothing more than angulations on waveforms you know relative to where the sun is in the sky sure. or depending on your belief system where the sun is being projected into the sky from underneath so uh you know uh it's not quite what we think it is either
1: um it, this is kind of off the wall question but um mm-hmm. in if there are higher dimensions which i believe there mm-hmm. are um I have heard that there are actually 12 strands of DNA, not two, and that Mm -hmm. uh, in higher dimensions, more of those are activated. Do you know anything about Mm -hmm.
0: that? Yeah, I,
2: I, you know, um, that's absolutely true. And, uh, you know, we are operating on incomplete DNA, which means um, we, you know, our receiver transmitters are only sending receiving into certain bandwidths of perception. Uh, However, we and that wasn't always the plan for humanity, you know, when we originally made our, you know, appearance on this plane, uh, we were fully activated, but we, you know, the so called, you know, the fallen angels is us, (laughs) Uh, you know, not some guy with a pitchfork somewhere. So, um, yeah, so we have had our DNA activated. Uh, There's maybe even some evidence that we had a little bit of help with certain types of intelligences helping us deactivate it, you know. Um, But when we're injected, again, going back to the vax, uh, you know, with animal DNA, then those are calibrated at an even less perceptive bandwidth, which is why they want to get that into us, because then it'll dampen our perception yet again. But absolutely, when we rise into those octaves, you know, which I like to think of them as, um, you know, we will have our DNA will correspond with that level of awareness and it, it has to, because that's just an after effect of it in the first place. And, you know, in medical science, it's all, Oh, it's your DNA. So you're going to get what your mom had and you know, as far as illnesses and everything. Well, that's, that's just ridiculous because our DNA is nothing more than a facsimile of other levels of awareness, not the other way around.
1: Mm. So you know, so they always
2: bring us into a determinism and genetic determinism is stupid. it it doesn't make any sense when you understand everything we've been talking about.
1: Right. And is it even uh, what they call junk DNA? I mean, maybe this is part of something where sort of being, the information's being held back, you know, what the potential of that really is. I, when I was talking to you about, um, you know, sort of, acting like an acupuncture point and sort of allowing holding space to sort of reactivate authentic codes I was wondering about these 12 strands of DNA and I was wondering you know maybe we are um bringing back online I mean I hate to use that word but you know within our consciousness field we're we're sort of turning on this DNA from higher dimensions and I think from higher dimensions, I mean, if you go there, I know that this is starting to get very, to people, it might sound off-planety or something, Um, but this is where you end up going after you've worked yourself through the, you know, bloodline families rule the world, you know, there's a strategy to call the population. Once you work yourself through all of that, then you start asking bigger questions, and they do start to become multidimensional. And this is where I find um, I'm sort of ex- I'm I'm exploring those that space, and not with any expertise, except perhaps maybe memory that I'm retrieving. Um, but it's very vague, you know. It's like little things will come to mind that feel like I just know that or I remember that. I have memories of things that make no sense. Like I I remember crystals being buildings, you know, like all attached. And I remember plants having sense of senses of humor and like working with them and being kind of teased to pay attention to. Them. I don't know where this stuff is coming from. Maybe I'm just crazy, but, you know, I feel like I have these memories and I can never stick with them long enough because I get, you know, distracted. Like I, there's almost like something wrong with my brain or something where I can't focus and I get pulled out of these things. But on occasion, I'm able to stay there. And when I do, it's like, you almost get like what feels sort of like, A dump of information you know like like you just all of a sudden understand things a little bit differently and have you ever tried the pandora star do you guys know what that is no it's this star of lights and have you ever been in the car and you fall asleep and you're driving by trees and the sun's going flickering through the trees and you just kind of get into sort of like a state an altered state has that ever happened to you oh yeah Okay. Sure. So the Pandora star does that. It flickers and flickers. And you just sit with your eyes closed and it does this and you go from seeing flicker 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 to shh, and now you're in another waveform. I can't even explain it. And all of a sudden you start just seeing like galaxies and stars and things that Are bringing you information. I I don't know how to explain it. It's really, really cool, and I've only done it twice. And I, I did it right after my graphic designer that I used to work with. I uh, he got in a motorcycle accident and died. He was only thirty, and um, I was, you know, so sad to lose this young kid. And um, so. I went to see Jessica, who's a woman that does a lot of this kind of spiritual work. And she turned on this Pandora star and I went into this, it started off with the flickering and all kind of like geometry all over the place. But then it went into this peaceful floating through a morning galaxy. And I felt him next to me and we were just going through, it was the most, it it was the most. I mean, I, was, I had tears just rolling down my eyes because it was the warmest, most beautiful thing to be floating through a morning galaxy, which I've never even thought about. Because when you think of galaxies, you think of the night sky, right? That's when you look up and see what you see. No, this was the morning. It was pink and gold and white. And we were just flowing through it. And all of this information starts to come, And, you know, that's when you go, oh, yeah, I'm, I'm multidimensional. There's more than what I think with these five senses. But then you get back to, you know, you know, your regular world. (laughs) It's like, you know, you have to deal with all this crap every day with these people these, everywhere you go. I mean, I get but, so triggered by the yeah. masks. I mean, I'm glad, Mike, you go in with a smile. I get pissed off. It's like, why don't you take that fucking thing off? And, you know, I just get so, <laughs> so mad about it. Um, anyway, what were you going to say, Bear?
2: No, I should say, but that's why we play the game. You know, it's, uh, yeah. you know, that's, that's why we're here. Otherwise, there wouldn't be any point. And, you know, I love computer analogies because that's exactly the way things work. And there's no technology that can exist, especially computers that doesn't already exist, you know, in nature and within us already. So, you know, uh, memories, as you're talking about them, are just electronic recordings that are there in the ethers and in informational fields. Oh, cool. Um <laughs> Yeah, you want to share that real quick?
0: Uh, yeah, this is. Uh, let's see if uh, people can see. Um,
1: so that if you try to watch it on a computer, it doesn't do it. You have yeah. to be in front of the thing. And Trip- and then I have questions. It's like, I wonder what Bear would say about this. These are like electromagnetic fields coming at me. I mean, what would he say about this? You know, I never quite know if I'm venturing into something. I'm getting that,
0: one. I'm buying one. I got one for sale. here. But I'm they're bring so it to the, expensive. I'm they're like, bring, oh, really?
1: Yeah, they're like four or five thousand dollars.
0: Whoa,
1: yeah, really? Oh, yeah.
0: Um, so, you know, <laughs> uh,
1: yeah,
0: dude, this all, is all I was five, gonna
1: say is 5, you know, we could all chip wow. in and buy one and then share wow. it. We can all there you go. In and buy one. Yeah,
2: we'll, <laughs> you January, we'll just keep it at my February. house. <laughs> 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 so, you know, the the um, computer analogies are spot on, and you know, uh, think of our awareness as the software. And meanwhile, with the VAX, they're trying to change our hardware so that we, you know, the apps won't quite work in us uh, the same. But, you know, everything's about downloads. And some people have their, you know, awareness a little bit closer to the surface. The veils are a little bit thinner. So you get more downloads because it's right there all the time. You can revivify the ethers around you and have literal pictures of things that have gone on in that area. Things never go away. Um, You know, the you know, you're talking about mobilizing the will force to read the, what we're going right now is a complete replay of the Atlantean culture that fell because the masses of the people did not mobilize their will force. And here we are again, we have another opportunity. And, and again, it's not about getting angry or going to war. It's just simply saying no and all that kind of stuff, but maybe let's use that to segue full circle back into your terrain. Um, uh documentary that you're doing yeah. uh okay. and and maybe, maybe would you like to talk about that a little bit
1: sure so basically um we're first of all i have to say i haven't been able to travel out of country so it's not this and i lost my sound guy he died and my graphics guy died so i'm really oh. down crew. and then the um the other guy that i work with doesn't want his name on the film so I basically am almost like a a one-man show here and um so I don't have all of what I'm used to I don't have crew sound graphics um anyway and and it's been a difficult film to make because mostly it's interviews and I'm trying to push it beyond a YouTube video you know so I'm trying to bring a touch to it. It's, it's been very challenging, but it's also been challenging to learn this stuff because every time I think I understand something, it's like, wait, what I got, like the other day, bear, I emailed you. I was very confused about cell debris. I still am a little bit confused with exosomes. There's cell debris exosomes in the pleomorphic cycle. And I was trying to sort of uh, figure out how to explain this to people um, Because in one sentence, I'm saying this, they're looking at what they call viruses, and they're just cell debris. But then in another sentence, it's like, well, that cell debris can move into a pleomorphic cycle. And then where do exosomes fit in? You know, it's like, I don't really have control over the information. So a lot of the time I'm spent, I spend my time asking questions. And It's been a challenging film to make. So basically what we're trying to show in the film is that viruses do not exist. So get over it. Um, Here is why we shouldn't be participating in this narrative, but I'm taking it to the next level. Mostly thanks to you, Bear, Um, at least introducing the concepts. Um, You know, you're introducing pleomorphism in the film, which is so fascinating. Uh, the, The thought that your body's really got your back the whole time and is on demand to deal with stuff your description i don't know if i'll get it in this film on cancer but i want to make i would like to make another film i wish i didn't have to sit in front of a computer so much i like getting out and filming more and not editing uh editing is always so difficult and you spend so much time in front of a computer But I would like to get more into these topics of what the body's doing, because when you started to talk about cancer, and I, I saw this in a whole new light, you know, where you're sort of pulling the toxins into almost like a little closet, and then your body will do the right thing to produce enzymes or whatever to dissolve these tumors or whatever, if you balance your terrain, this is all like such empowering information, but we don't get into it full force, you introduce it pretty much with what you've told me from the interviews. And that's about as deep as we go in that, in this particular film. So the film starts off with sort of showing how there's no such thing as a virus. And that means having to go through, um, you know, all of the, you know, what's a germ germ theory um, you know, difference between a bacteria and I'm still a little unclear myself on bacteria and how you get, can get sick from certain, excrement of bacteria and like i'm confused about rabies um andy was saying he thinks rabies is because animals eat um dead animals that have gone too far down the you know the decay cycle and they're getting the excrement from the bacteria that show up on site but then sally says it's just a puncture wound that doesn't have oxygen and it's the same thing as tetanus And so you just need to get hydrogen peroxide in there to clean out the wound. So, because it's so deep, but you still would have had to have an original exposure from something. So it's like, I'm still confused about bacteria and what can and can't make you sick. And because I get hung up on the stuff, it slows the film down, the edit, because I don't know how to resolve what I'm telling the public. But the fun part is, We then start to look at it's not the fun part, but it leads into the fun part. Is we start to look at the current landscape, which starts to get into the masking and what's happening with kids and um, the psychosis, basically, of of what people are going through. And that's more where Kelly Brogan uh, does her speaking. Um, There's a psychiatrist named Mark McDonald that we interviewed, and he speaks. um, And we get into some of the broaching the subjects of um, law, just just very, very briefly, because we don't get into the real man, straw man. We don't get into any of that. But we do start to show that there's no law. These mandates are not laws. And stores are basically enforcing these rules and doing the work of what legislators would do if they could. But they can't make laws about this because it would be breaking it would be going against the u.s constitution and against nuremberg codes so we talk a little bit about that but then we get in start to to get into the concept of frequencies and this is you kind of introduce us in that you come into the film a little bit later um and then it moves us into veda austin who is the one that looks under the water and it's basically at the water she has a very interesting story and sees these pictures in water and um, basically it's to introduce people to the idea that we're sniffing after the wrong bone going after this whole, even spending too much time on debunking germ theory. I mean, Andy's even getting sick of it. And so is Tom Cowan. They're like, you know, we're getting sick and tired of this. We want to move on to the exciting stuff and they are both interested also in the whole resonance and, and all of this. And this is where, power of healing lies not in just having these conversations over and over and over again about all of these theories in medicine and I had no idea how many theories there were Uh, Tom Cowan describes how the cell uh cell wall I think he says has never been actually seen and there are like 17 theories about what it's made out of. Some say it's some bilipid layer and some say, you know, he's got this little, and I'm thinking, and then he makes the point, wouldn't you want to know? Because in modern day science, they say that the receptors are there on this cell wall, although nobody's seen them. And that's what they base their psychiatric drugs on and their opioid type drugs on wouldn't you want to know that that's really what's happening before you start taking these drugs? And so again, I go, wait a minute. So that's a theory. Everything's a theory. And then, you know, I'm thinking, well, if you're an engineer, you build a bridge and you can either drive over it or you can't, you know, it's either going to stand or it's going to fall. But with medicine, it's like, everything's a freaking theory. It's like, you know, DNA and, and Um, you know, germ theory and the whole cancer industry and all the pharmaceuticals, they're all based on theories. So the whole thing needs to just be scrapped. And we need to move, stop sniffing after that bone. It's like, you just end up chasing your tail. You know, you don't get anywhere because everything's a theory. It's like, why don't we move more into this resonance world where we're talking about what we were just talking about for the last hour and a half you know that's where we need to go so the film sort of finishes up with pointing you in that direction now it's a lot of interview time we hear a lot of you you guys all talking and I have to cut away all the time to you know there are always grammatical things we have to cut or whatever and um, you know it's been a challenge to have find the footage I usually go out and shoot it all Uh, this time I can't do that I can't get into hospitals so I have to use stock footage I I can't I'm not permitted to shoot most of the stuff I want to shoot I'm not following some like artistic storyline where there's a through character like I did with Angel Azul which was just so beautiful with the underwater photography and following this artist's journey and all of his challenges and then having a story arc this is a story arc about how we've been bamboozled and it's time to get over it and move into a better direction. That's what the film is about. And, um, so it's not quite the artistic, um, endeavor that I like to, you know, but it's still super fantastic because the content you guys just carry it. I mean, you just carry it. And, uh, these are things that people need to hear. And I know we hear them all the time. I mean, on Telegram, we talk about this stuff all the time. And we we're always, people are always posting interesting videos and things like that. I'm trying to put it together in a way where it's like, look, here's, you know, but then it's going to come to questions we're not going to answer in this. We can't go over every disease and what causes it. You know, that's another film. Um, if you want to start talking about, you know, well, what is tetanus and what is polio and what is, what are all these things, They're stories I mean, Sally Fallon's got stories for all of those diseases, and they're fascinating. Um, we just don't have time to get I, into all of that, you know?
2: Just a quick comment. We don't need a lot of stories. All we need is just to understand some basic principles. Mm-hmm. And you could take rabies. Well, um, animals work on a purely um, instinctual level, it's a different level of reality. Humans, Uh, are subject to uh, a lot of other mechanisms, not available to animals. So, uh, you know, allegedly when a human gets rabies, there's a whole different mechanism in place than what's going on with animals. We have to understand those different levels of consciousness. We also have to understand that, you know, you're talking about, well, how do we drive exosomes and, you know, cell debris and everything? Well, number one, virus is a theory. It's based on the presence of certain DNA that they pick up in various kinds of testing. And that all of these things, exosomes, ribosomes, um, uh, antibodies, cell debris, they all uh, will present with DNA that then can be used to foster or rationalize the viral theory. So when you, you know, that's all we're saying, they base it on DNA and all these other things can, uh, you know, present DNA that will justify what they're trying to justify. So they'll, you know, mistakenly call antibodies, you know, the DNA found in antibodies or exosomes or any of these things is oh that proves the existence of a theory. So we don't even have to get into a lot of stories like that. That's what I was, uh, probably didn't do a good job in my email too. you know, I was just saying that all of these things can be used by them to justify their theory. And by the way, just one last comment, engineers building bridges, it's all based on defying gravity and gravity is a theory also. <laughs> and if you understand what gravity really is, then a whole nother world opens up to you.
1: Oh, could we have that discussion oh, sometime? <laughs> <laughs> I, would love to hear. I would love to hear about yeah. that you know i'm just it's finding about my...
2: yeah, yeah yeah
1: go ahead what were you going to say
2: no i was just going to say it's about pressure zones and understanding how that works and waveform mechanics and mm-hmm. and there's uh gravity as we think of it does is uh also yeah we'll just call theory. it's
0: strong enough to keep the oceans from falling off the, the lower you know globe but for some reason i can splash water up like that so hmm. you explained to me why gravity is what they say. It makes no sense at all. So wow. um, if that's we a
1: whole nother whole nother world. I know nothing about, you know, I mean, mm-hmm. I had the, no the st-
2: one single truth is that everything we think is true is not 100%, yeah. <laughs>
1: 100%. Yeah. That's, I I should grab that line from this and stick it in the film. That's exactly true. And that's why it's like, the more, you know, the more you realize, the more you learn, the more you realize you just don't know anything really. I mean, you have to just go inside yourself and discern every little thing. Does that feel right? And maybe it's not my business to really understand this. I just know it, you know, you you don't always have to like think it all through. Um, But that doesn't go over too well with people. They want, you know, they want proof and studies and you know and it's like mm, if you understood those studies I don't think you would probably trust them as much as you know what I mean it's like I don't know crazy it's crazy it's so it's so infinite what we don't know and it's also so exciting because the more you understand that, the more you recognize your ability to create. And I just really get excited about that.
2: So how can people find your work that you've already completed and, uh, just follow you?
1: Well, I have a website. I do need to update it. Um, the two films that I made previously are on Vimeo on demand. They, and one of them was on, um, it was picked. The first one was picked up and on, um, Gravitas um, had it on Zulu and different things. I don't know if it's still there. I don't even look, but um, you can get it just from my website uh, um, through Vimeo and um, terrain will be, I'm hoping to have this film done this summer um, soon. If I could just hammer out a few more of these things, I don't understand. I can get this finished and um then we'll be andy will be handling how to make it available but it'll be very available um we're gonna have to be careful though because we're gonna get censored and um i also hope we're not gonna have any copyright issues i mean it's just there are things you know that are gonna be a bit of a pain but he's planning to handle that i i'm not gonna be involved in that and um you will find the channels and ways to get it out. And that will be on our websites and you'll be able to just go there and get directed to how to see the film. I'll send you guys links as soon as it's done. In fact, Bear, I may send you a link prior to it being done so that you can go through it and say, eh, you know, that wasn't right. What you said there. Um, so I probably am going to do that. I just need to get it to that point. And then I, before I do a final um, locked edit, I think I'm going to just see if you would, if you were willing to look at it. And Andy, of course, will oh, absolutely, do yeah, and then I can make some tweaks um, if I have to. Yeah,
0: yeah. Well, I'll talk to. I and would love to. Yeah. <laughs> I'll yeah. talk to Andy about some decentralized options.
1: Okay, good. Uh, do that. that are yeah, out there. Great.
0: And yeah. uh, also, maybe we could. prove, I don't know when you'll be ready, but we do have a Reunion Summit Two coming out from the stuff we're shooting. Uh, at Music and Sky in July and um, maybe we did premiere a pretty cool movie uh, last go around that was about uh, uh, from the World Doctors Alliance and stuff and Andrew Coppen was featured in that uh, the one that took place in Denmark with the pots and pans and all that and people mm-hmm. love that so um, with Oracle Films so yeah we could maybe premiere it through that um, that platform we're looking to do over 100,000 attendees this this go around so um, okay. but, but there's yeah. options. Decentral, you know, like you were saying, while things get dark and crazy on the flip side, things are getting brighter and more uh, immensely positive than ever. And with the decentralization revolution coming, um, they're not going to be able to censor stuff anymore and anyone be able to ingest this media without that censorship. Yeah, so, that's
1: great. Yeah. Okay. You know,
2: exactly. Too much light coming in. And, uh, you know, they've already lost uh, just too many people they're seeing through the facade. And uh, they only have one thing left because the COVID thing is losing steam. Uh, you know, it's got a shelf life, too. So they'll un- uh, unveil the whole alien invasion thing for their grand finale. And, yeah. <laughs> you know, that'll be the uh, their opus, which isn't going to work either. So, um, you know, just stand by. We- we've already won. And um, because Can we're aligned with the- much... The truth to the, the original scale, code.
1: Yeah, on a time scale, are you seeing these successes within our lifetime or the winning success? Or are you seeing? I'm any- seeing them
2: right now. And it's just a matter individually if, uh, you know, your perception. So mm-hmm. I think if you just perceive, I mean, the real truth that's inescapable to more and more people now, just stay there. And of course, the time frame is up to us. The more of us that just stay single-minded into the truth, rather than the ways they're trying to frustrate us and distract us, then uh, you know it'll happen sooner than later.
1: Yeah, that's great. Really great, Baron. That's great. Well, well,
0: hey, Marcy, you- thanks so much for joining us today. This was one of my favorite streams we've done in a long time. We covered a lot of topics, and you're just a very authentic, real person. We appreciate you so much. Oh,
1: thank you both so much. You guys are great. I can't even express my gratitude enough. i just so comforted to know there are people like you out there, and so the wealth of knowledge and just the heart and everything, and I just always enjoy uh, conversing with you guys, just the best.
2: Well, your talents get uh, the truth out to the, you know, more people than people like us can possibly do. So uh, you're a huge piece of of the picture. And uh, I'd love to see you come up here during the warm months. Uh, You've been up here, what, three times now? And it's always when it's uh, cold and wintry, but it's a whole different world up here. Now everything's great, uh, green and pretty.
1: Well, I would love to come up. You're pretty busy, though, because mm-hmm. David Ike's guys are coming, right? Or I mean, is that soon? Yeah, so? in a
2: couple of weeks.
0: Yeah.
1: So how are they able to leave England?
0: We have a team with uh, no, which... sort of an L.A. crew.
1: Oh, an L.A. crew. Yeah. Okay. So, I, yeah, I know so that.
0: my
2: yeah, my oldest son is going right. to be uh, coming up with another cameraman and And they'll do their whole thing and then work across the pond with those guys, you know, doing
0: their thing. The Ikes have a a great producer in LA that has partnered with them that she's been working with us and she's awesome.
1: Oh, so wonderful. It's, uh, yeah.
0: Jamie's, Jamie Icke's been involved and uh, helping with the writing and stuff too with us. And he's super pumped and is really backing this whole project. So,
1: Well, uh, I can't wait to yeah. see what this turns out to be. Is it pretty much um, about waveform physics or what is the general...
2: It's um, it's going to be a narrative about um, my journey, mostly from why I turned farmer from medicine, and 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 that whole storyline, and then just a little bit of human drama relative to, you know, what is taken to materialize what we're doing here and where we're at in the project. Then there's going to be at least a part two, if not more that's going to come back next year and see where we're at, you know, where we left oh, off great. in the first time around. Wonderful. And uh, my sons are real clever in uh, his wife as well, really clever script writers. So they've got a, a nice little fun storyline to make it interesting.
1: Oh, this is wonderful. I can't wait to see this. Well, I would love to come up and see you again. I don't want to get in your hair when you're busy with all of this. Oh no, no,
2: no. never. Yeah. We could yeah. use your expertise up here, you know, in June when they're filming, actually.
1: Well, I actually am going to be in the Bay Area um, soon and I'm going to be around for a little while. So I it's possible I could come up. Um, if yeah, you want, let me know. Yeah, I if you want me to do that and if you want me to bring a camera or anything like that, I should know because I've got it here in Hawaii and I would have to schlep mm-hmm. it home. Um but maybe they don't want that or whatever, you know, I could, I could help you out if you need some help. Um, I will be, I can be, I'm flexible. I can go back whenever, um, I'm going to be coming home. soon. we,
2: we'd, we'd love to have your help. So if you're around the first week of June, uh, you know, uh, be sure to let us know and come on up
1: okay bear well let's talk about that logistics okay, and all. okay. And, yeah and meanwhile i'm just so glad to talk with you both thank you so much for everything i just it, th- these conversations could go on for hours um yeah, we definitely. didn't even touch on so much i mean there's just so much any one of these things could have been you know two hours of well, discussion
0: that's why we do alpha cast so we know it's endless and yeah. uh <laughs> <laughs> and um it's just fun stuff. So Marcy, thanks so much for joining us. And if you guys want to know more, you could go to her website, uh, which we'll post in the show notes below. Um, at Passlin Pictures. And is it pastlinpictures.com?
1: Yeah, PasselonPictures.com. And um just you'll there's a contact there. I think if you want to just go Marcy Cravat, there's a little contact thing there. If you want to contact me um, otherwise, yeah, we'll keep the information. We'll, we'll update that and keep it once the film is finished, we'll keep it current. So you'll know where to find the film.
0: Great. And I I know our community will be definitely supporting this film and are very much looking forward to it. So it's very exciting.
1: Okay. Great. uh, We appreciate that too. Yeah.
0: Okay, guys. Well, thanks so much for uh, joining us in the live chat today. It was a great, uh, great chat going on in there. Sorry if I didn't get to your questions. We were just, as Marcy was saying, so much to cover here. But we lo- we look forward to having you back on the show again, Marcy. Uh, you're
1: many times.
0: Yeah. yeah. And, uh, everybody, thanks so much. Give us a thumbs up, subscribe, share this with your friends <laughs> and family. Super important, uh, to get this information out. Maybe YouTube, uh, will be back on next week. No YouTube this week. Cause we were bad, bad little boys. So, um,
1: <laughs> you're in the YouTube corner.
0: Yeah. We're going to put yeah. in the corner.
1: Uh-huh. Yeah.
0: Um, Hey, nobody puts baby in the corner. Um, but <laughs> That being said, and we didn't really get to talk about film much. I went to film school. And as Bear said, uh, you know, a lot of us in the Alpha Vedic uh, family here are into film. We make film, we write, we produce, direct, all that. So very exciting uh, where film's going and where we want to see it going and the, the projects that we want to be involved with. Because we eventually see Alpha Vedic having our own production company and doing our own distribution and all that as well, and have all right. sorts of amazing ideas for both fiction and nonfiction. Right. So, um, it's very exciting where stuff's going right now. So, uh, yeah, yeah. well, thanks so much, everybody. Uh, get out as we always end the show, please get outside, get into nature. She is the best teacher and healer. Go get your feet in the dirt, go plant something. Uh, it's really our favorite thing to do. So thanks everybody. And, um, last thing, if you, um, do want to come and celebrate with us in person and hug, actually, you know, believe it or not, hug people and look people in the eyes without a mask. And, um, jump in some ice baths and do some yoga and meditation and, and Qigong and all that, um, go check out musicinsky.com. We are doing that ju- the weekend of July 4th, an amazing location in, uh, in the Western Sierras. Wow. So uh, Thanks again, guys. And Alphavedic.com is the site for all of the shows um, because we are being censored more. Please go join our mailing list there and you can see all the previous Alpha casts on there. Thank you so much and have a wonderful day. Cheers.